Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Most folks are probably aware of the hearings going on in Washington about whether the House should impeach Mr. Trump. Those hearings, and the circus surrounding them, are providing most of the headlines that we see these days. But there is still other business going on in Washington, even if most of us don't hear much about it in the mainstream press. For example, the USA Freedom Act is set to expire on December 15, 2019, and so the Senate Judiciary Committee is holding hearings on whether the act should be renewed. This is a law that Congress passed in the wake of Edward Snowden's revelations that the National Security Agency, or NSA, was vacuuming up immense amounts of information about American citizens in clear violation of the law, including routinely collecting bulk information from cell phone providers about every, let's repeat that, about every cell phone call made by Americans. Recall that the National Security Agency is tasked with gathering intelligence on foreign persons who may be suspected of conspiring against the United States, and can also gather information, in some cases, on Americans who are in contact with such foreign persons while those foreign persons are located outside the U.S. How that charge resulted in the NSA hoovering up data on every American cell phone calls was a little bit difficult to explain, especially in the face of the head of intelligence for the U.S. boldly lying outright to Congress and saying the NSA wasn't doing any such thing. Snowden's documented revelations revealed that to be what can only be called a bold-faced lie to our elected representatives. This proved too much even for Congress to take. One result of those revelations was the creation of the USA Freedom Act, which provided a way for the NSA to gather information on phone calls from phone provider companies when there was a specific need for information on specific persons relevant to specific foreign intelligence activities. Seems sensible. But apparently not to the NSA or the FBI or other government agencies. We needn't go through the history of misinformation, stonewalling, and failure to comply with this law by these agencies that's happened over the past four years. We'll provide a link to a brief summary provided by the British publication The Register, which does a pretty thorough review on the subject. We'll put that link on the page for today's program at www.weru.org. Suffice it to say that at the recent Senate Judiciary Committee hearings, Susan Morgan, representing the NSA, urged the Senate to not only renew this law, but to do so permanently so that the NSA would never again have to come before Congress to have the law's performance reviewed. That desire becomes more understandable when the NSA senior official would not, or maybe could not, provide a single example to the senators of the use of this law to either avoid a threat to U.S. security or to arrest a foreign terrorist. In fact, the NSA claimed that it had stopped gathering phone call information two years ago because it wasn't able to separate out the information from the persons that the NSA was interested in from the phone calls of all other Americans. Nonetheless, the NSA wanted the law renewed because the intelligence agencies wanted to have the broadest set of, quote, tools in our toolbox, end quote, 
just in case they were ever needed in the future. Since this law is up for renewal right now, if you have an opinion on the subject, you may want to let your senators know. Both Angus King and Susan Collins are on the Senate Intelligence Committee, which will also be holding hearings on the law's renewal. As we mentioned a moment ago, this law was the result of revelations made by Edward Snowden some years ago. He's now living in exile, in Moscow of all places, and he has a new book out titled Permanent Record. The title refers to the fact that intelligence agencies create thousands of records on Americans every day and that there's no law indicating how long most of those records can be kept. For example, as far as we can tell, every time a Mainer, or anyone else for that matter, returns from a trip across the Canadian border into Maine or any other state in the Union, the record of that person's perfectly legitimate and legal return is entered into a huge database and kept for, are you ready, 75 years. Permanent record, indeed. No matter what you think of how Snowden went about revealing the voluminous and illegal collection of Americans' personal information, try to focus on the message and not the messenger, a trait that does not seem to be happening once again in the hearings about potential impeachment. Permanent Record is a story of how a third-generation military aspirant who joined the Army and was injured during basic training and thus became an intelligence geek wound up becoming disillusioned with what he saw as illegal activity over his time working for both the CIA and the NSA and revealed that information so that Americans could know about and understand it and decide for themselves what they thought about it and what action, if any, that they should take. The story is very well written, personal in nature, and for the most part, very matter of fact. It is, in our opinion, definitely worth a look. Although it's simply a single sentence in a larger paragraph, one of the lines in the book stands out in an almost shocking way. Snowden observes that, quote, technology has no Hippocratic oath, end quote. The Hippocratic Oath, of course, is an oath going back to ancient Greece that medical practitioners committed themselves to then and still do today. Part of that oath in the ancient form says, quote, I will abstain from all intentional wrongdoing and harm, end quote. Later, that came to be expressed as, quote, first, do no harm, end quote. It's not an oath that technologists take today including those who work for our intelligence agencies. However, those who do work for our intelligence agencies do take an oath to uphold our Constitution. Whether the folks working in those agencies in today's digital world are upholding that oath is a question worth discussing. We can only hope that some of our senators ask it in public over the next month in hearings. The whole question of the role of technologists that extends beyond the technical specifics of any particular technology is one that deserves a wider discussion, and we'll do our best to participate in that discussion right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music